Thank you so much for joining us for the Summit Podcast. This message was produced with you in mind, and we'd love to hear your story of how God has shown himself faithful in your life. Email us at mystory@summittogether.com. You know, I, I told people last week that your story was not exactly a fairy tale. You know, Disney would not necessarily make a movie about your life or how you guys got married uh, or how you guys got together. But um, basically, you guys met after your career was over with. Um, you had finished your playing career, and you guys met in kind of a difficult circumstance. Where did you guys meet at? Well, it's good to be here. <laughs> no, uh, we, we met um, at a Narcotics Anonymous convention. Tracy just had one year clean of recovery, and I had just came off a four-day binge of smoking crack. So I was really lost, out of my mind, uh, in the midst of addiction, lost everything. Um, Tracy came into my life, and we met there, and, and we just started having a conversation. You know, the thing about it was she didn't like baseball. She didn't talk about sports. Everybody else was hovering over me about sports and baseball career. And here it is, you know, I'm on my way to dying. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it was just like I needed a sign. I needed a sign from God. I, yeah. I, I was crying out to God to send me something, some type of sign. And this was the sign. This mm-hmm. was the angel that saved my life. Yeah. I thank God for it every day. You just don't know. I mean, I, I, you couldn't imagine where a person could be that's, you know, in the midst of addiction, in the midst of uh, loss. But like I tell everybody, this, this is my story. You know, I preached yesterday um, at, at a men's conference, Promise Keepers, and um, at Phoenix, and I told him, this is my story. I was a liar, I was a cheater, I was a drug addict, I was an alcoholic, I was a womanizer, and I was a sinner. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I just want to give you, give you that, because we're, we're going to be able to talk to you and show you how good God is, how, how good his grace is. His grace is sufficient. You know, no matter where you come from and where where you start, and I, I tell most people that they need to understand with God, you're not a mistake to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are mistakes made in our life because we come from a sinful nature, but we're not a mistake to God. Yeah, why everybody else is looking from the sinful nature and saying things, God says. I'm going to use that broken piece. I'm going to put that broken piece back together. I'm going to empower that broken piece with my spirit, and that will be able to do the things that they could do to lead others to salvation. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can clap. It's good. By the way, that was pretty subtle how he snuck the kiss in, and this is my angel, and he's going to get some points for that later, I'm sure. So, um, oh, yeah. Now, now Daryl, a lot of people know you grew up in L.A. You're, you're a Southern California boy. Um, grew up in a, pr- probably not the ideal neighborhood or that kind of thing, but Tracy's kind of just the opposite. Tracy, you grew up in middle America, and tell us a little bit about your home life, what that was like growing up. I had a great home life. I had parents that loved me. I had three sisters. I had um, a great upbringing, a lot of love, opportunity, encouragement, and I had a great, like the white picket fence upbringing, I guess you could say, and found myself lost in addiction, a severe addiction where I lost my children. Mm-hmm. 
So um, the power of influence is very important. God has a plan for your life. The enemy has a plan for your life. I was one of these. I was wild. I just wanted to see the world. You couldn't hold me down. You couldn't stop me. I didn't want to disobey my parents. I just had to see what this world was like out there. was never settled in myself, always looking for something, always trying to fill myself with something, always trying to find the answer. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was in boys. I started that young. Maybe it was in these kind of friends because the good friends to me were boring mm -hmm. and I needed to express myself um, it was like my soul was untamed and I just ran wild and I paid a heavy heavy price for that later on yeah now um, Daryl you know she mentioned what kind of led to her addiction but what led to your drug use and your addiction ultimately well I, I think um, the dysfunction inside you know my dad was a raising alcoholic um, when I was 13 he came home he <clears throat> just about every night and, and a drunken state of mind and you know he used to beat the crap out of me and my brother and one night he came home he pulled out a shotgun and um, said he was going to kill all of us and we went into action uh, my brother grabbed a butcher knife i grabbed a frying pan and we almost killed my dad and i realized that i realized from that point after my mom realized that she had to get him out the house because he was about to hurt my kids or my kids were about to hurt him i realized after that after he left the house i realized that I, I, no one would ever control me again I was in that state of mind because mm -hmm. I was, you know, I, was, I had the issues already. See, everybody only got a chance to see me put on the uniform mm -hmm. and, and beat up on the pirates. Um, <laughs> hello, I just had to throw that in there. I don't think he's going to get points for that later. <laughs> but um, everyone just saw me put on the uniform and the things I, I excelled at, but I was hurting inside. Yeah. And, and the issues were already there. And I got to introduce to, you know, alcohol at an early age, you know, when I was. 14 years old, and I started drinking, I liked it. I liked it, and then I got introduced to marijuana, and I went on from there and, and started down that road at, at such a young, younger age, you know, for myself, and, and found myself in trouble in, inside. Mm -hmm. you know, and then, then getting to the major leagues, and, and then my first trip, you know, on, on the major league roster in 1983, my rookie year, you know, a veteran player says, go to the back of the plane. He, I go to the back of the plane, there it was, cocaine, he introduced me to cocaine. And I hit it and I liked it because I wanted to fit in. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think a lot of times some of us don't, we have the wrong identity of who we are and we want to fit in. We just want to be a part of uh, what we can be a part of. And, and I was no different. I was naive, you know, 21 years old. And here I am at the majors. This is what I dream. This is mm -hmm. my dream here. And here it is. They introduced me to the drugs and they introduced me to the alcohol. They introduced me to the women. That night they took me out to the club and I said, well, guess what? I have arrived. Yeah. You know, and, and I started fitting into that, that plan of program of life. Yeah. Um, and I asked you this in the first service, but what, <clears throat> and I know we try not to say what if, that, you know, it's dangerous, but do you ever ask yourself, what if, what if I'd have played my career and never walked through addiction or never been on coke or never done any of those kind of things? Do you ever ask yourself, what kind of player could I have been or what kind of numbers could I put up? Or No, I really don't, you know, because when I came to know Jesus, I had to understand I had to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us think, you know, it's about being perfect. And it was only one perfect one, and it wasn't us. Yeah. It was Jesus Christ. He was the only perfect one. So I, underst I understood that, um, I understand, believe me, I understand better now the fact that I, I don't have to be perfect. And yeah. I can say, what if, no, I had, a great, I had a great career, okay. 
I had a career with a lot of trials and tribulations, okay. But guess what? I got liberated, redeemed, got born again, got sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, yeah. and called by God because of the trials and tribulations. Yeah. So it's good. We can't, you know, we can't always look at our trials and tribulations and say, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was back then. But look what he has done now. Yeah. Because when so good. you get to the place of understanding Calvary, him hanging on the cross and shedding his blood for a sinner like me, that I may have life and may have it more abundant, then you really get to understand who Jesus is. Yeah. That's, That's when good. you really get to understand who Jesus is, when you have the trials and tribulations of life. See, most of us think because we don't have the trials and tribulations of life, we never know who Jesus is. It's through our pain that we get to know who Jesus is. Yeah. You know? That's good. Uh, now, Tracy, um, we mentioned this earlier, but you guys met at this um, Narcotics Anonymous convention. And when you met him, you knew the name Daryl Strawberry, but you weren't sports. You weren't enamored by his celebrity. But what drew you to Daryl? Because he was not—he was not at the top of his game at that point. So, <laughs> I was cute. yeah, he's whispering, "I was cute." But, uh, <clears throat> but what was it that attracted you to Daryl? That drew you to him? It was his heart. It was his gentleness. He was mm -hmm. very humble and he was very gentle. And I could see this glimpse of greatness within this lost person. And I was lost in the same thing, addiction and everything, and it was very severe. But I could see the greatness within Daryl Strawberry, and he just draws you. He mm -hmm. still has that humility to this day. Um, he has been addressed by the world as the great Daryl Strawberry, but there's a humility in Daryl. He's like, I'm just Daryl. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just Daryl. I'm here to love people and help people and pull people out of that deep, dark place so that they can know Jesus and they can love, know the love of God. And that's what drew me to him. Yeah. Even though he wasn't operating in that, you could see it in him. So when you guys got together, um, what, what did that look like initially? And what were some of the steps you kind of walked through, um, you know, when you guys got together? I want to encourage anyone who has, if you met in a horrible way, you didn't meet in a Jesus holy kind of way, <laughs> and you didn't come together in a perfect way, Jesus Christ will meet you right where you're at. Yeah, that's right. He will meet you right where you're at. Make the choice today that he's going to meet you right where you're at today. You are going to start from where you are today. We came together in addiction, um, not knowing Jesus, not loving Jesus, not living right. We were shacking up, living together. We did it all wrong. Everything, sorry, just the truth. <laughs> you know, God's my grace, praise God. My granny used to say that shacking up. Too, yes, so but I don't know how up. else to say yeah. that, living yeah. together, doing the wrong thing. We were doing yeah. the wrong thing and not doing it right. And um, coming to Christ and being lost, um, Daryl and I, God creates us all with a heart that wants to love. Mm -hmm. He does. So we all want love. The problem was we were just so full of selfishness and so full of our own way that we were not capable of loving. An unhealed heart is a dangerous heart. You will hurt yourself until you get yourself right with Christ. We That's mentioned good. in our book, you have to become a better me in order to be a better we. Mm -hmm. Because what's on the inside of me is what I'm bringing to you. That's so good. Yeah, so good. So unless I'm whole within myself first, and if you came together like Daryl and I, we were two very broken people trying to love. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Stop the insanity. Just surrender it. And our marriage is strong today in this love series. We truly know how to love today because we both got in the boat. 
we both surrendered to Christ. And there was a time where I had got it first and I was walking strong in the Lord and my husband was not. And that's a very painful place to love somebody who is unequally yoked and they're going one way and you're going another. There's a whole chapter in the book. This, the book is the journey of the redemption because we don't have time to get into Mm -hmm. that in the steps of the pain, but the steps of the strength of God, the love of God, what you do in that situation. Maybe you're a parent that's loving a child who's lost in addiction. People cannot change people. We can love them and we can lead them, but until they're willing, we can't change them. And if you're one of those people today who's struggling with the willingness, please say yes. Please say yes. If you're the one that's in the marriage and you are the one that's out there and you're lost in that sin, please say yes. Please get it right. It's not okay for us to hurt one another with our sin. It's not okay to hurt one another with our behaviors. It's not okay. And Jesus Christ is the solution. And I'm going to preach for just a minute here because this is so important. I can't help myself. I didn't come to Christ because I was scared to death of the words like holiness. I was like, I don't dress like you Christian women. What do you people do for fun? Are you serious? How do you even catch a man? I mean, that's how the world thinks, right? (laughs) I'm just keeping it real right here. Uh I was angry at God. If you're loving Jesus, love and prayer closet, God is so great, then where was he when? I don't know if we have anybody like that that's in the crowd. These things hindered me from coming to Christ, and they hindered me from experience salvation and healing and wholeness and being right with God. And when I finally said yes, bitter and angry and confused and scared, that's how I said yes. I came in and I said yes, and I made myself humble, which means I started to show up. I started to take direction. I started to get around godly women mm-hmm. um, because I couldn't handle being around men because I was a mess. I would have fallen into another bad relationship. Yep. I had to do the next right thing. The heart is not capable of loving if it is not healed and if it's not in the hands of God. Please just say yes today that's because good. he will yeah, re- reconstruct your entire life. That's good. That's good. <clears throat> So, um, you guys got together. You, um, you talk about um, the moment when you guys were living in Florida and you made the change and you said we're leaving. Why don't you tell us about that? Or I, I, I don't know if one of you want to tell that story or not. Who? I got a good story. I, I, I could tell it better. Okay. You know, because, <laughs> <clears throat> well, because I was out of my mind and I was using and, you know, I stuck a needle in my arm and shot heroin and Tracy was like chasing me down and... Um, and she was like, we're getting out of here. We're getting out of Florida. We're finna make a, we're about to make a change. I was like, what? What are we leaving Florida for? And you gotta remember, I'm out of my mind and she's trying to get her life right with God. So I decided I would go with her and I remember we're jumping in her car where she had everything. See, be careful what you ask God for. See, I asked God to strip me. Hello? Be careful what you ask God for. You just might get it. Yeah. You know, but I needed a stripping from God. And it was very painful, but God had to bring me to my knees. And I needed God to bring me to my knees. Don't have God bring you to your knees. Because it's very painful. He will bring you to your knees. And I asked God to strip me, and he started stripping me. I didn't have nothing. I didn't have a driver's license. Tracy was, uh, had a car, and it was her car. She says, we're going to Missouri. I says, I ain't going to no Missouri. I say, ain't no black folks live in Missouri. <laughs> But guess what? There I was in the car on my way to Missouri to stay with her parents and her parents' baby basement. Remember, I was a great Daryl Strawberry, eight-time All-Star, four-time World Series champ, yeah. millions of dollars, millions of uh, million-dollar homes, had everything. 
but I had lost my soul. Because Jesus said, what good does it do for a man to gain the whole world yeah. and lose his soul? That was me. I had gained the whole world, but I lost my soul. I was on my way to hell. And it was because of his grace and mercy that's the only reason I, I am sustained. It's not because of anything good about me. Yeah. It's because I came to a place, Pastor Mel. I came to a place of going to Missouri and, 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 and being together with Tracy in a relationship, boyfriend and girlfriend, and shacking up. And she woke up one morning. She says, we're still not living right. I'm not doing this anymore. That's what she said. She looked at me. I'm not doing this anymore. I said, what you talking about? She said, I'm not having sex with you anymore. She stopped compromising. Mm -hmm. That was a defining moment in my life. That's when I went and went to California with my sister. And that's when I said yes. I mean yes to Jesus. You need to understand yes. You enjoy salvation when you say yes to Jesus. Yeah. The Holy Spirit told me that. He said, tell the people, you get to enjoy salvation. You get to live free. You get to live abundant life free. And when you understand the importance of living abundant life in Christ, after all this dysfunction here, I went and I got well with God for six months and then God released me and he brought me back to Tracy. I had cleaned up my life, but I still came back and had other struggles, like my wife said, I had other struggles and issues that I had to overcome, you know, because mm -hmm. I didn't, some, sometimes we don't change the people, places, and things. We go back to the same people, places, and things, and we end up doing the same thing yeah. in our life. And, and, and we went through some struggles with that because I came back and I got back into business, got back into New York, God started restoring me, and I started thinking it was me. Mm -hmm. And it really, it was really not me. You know, you have to understand it's God that's doing it through you. And when I understood that, we were able to come to a greater place in our life, in our marriage, and, and what God called us for. God called us for the kingdom. God called us for uh, building the kingdom. That's what we're all here for, is to build God's kingdom. And I was missing that point. I wasn't building God's kingdom. And I fell in line with Tracy, and we got married, and we started building God's kingdom. First thing we became is a tither. I know people don't like to tithe, but see, pastors didn't have me say this. First thing, we became a tither to the kingdom of God, and God started multiplying us, and God started restoring us, and he started giving us everything because we became a kingdom builder through our tithing. And today, we just tithe and we sow over and beyond because we know it's God. That's where his greatness comes from. You know, when God look, when God can see your heart, not your wallet, see your heart that you believe that the people should be saved and the gospel should be able to go forward. Yeah. That's what this is all about, people. It's not about anything else great. Yeah, and, and he said, I want to make sure you heard it. I did not tell him to say that, okay? So <clears throat> you can send your, your emails to Daryl Strawberry, okay? Um, <clears throat> So obviously we know how the story ended, that you guys ended up together and God is blessing you guys. But in that season, when you left to go to LA or go to California, did you go with the intent of, okay, God's gonna go restore me and bring me back? Or were you going just say, I gotta get out of here? I, I, I left, you know, I actually left and I was just going because I knew I needed to get my heart right with God. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's where we have to come to a place, you have to examine yourself. Because it's yourself that God wants to get your heart right, not Tracy's heart. And he needed to get my heart right. And I needed to get my heart right with God. I had to repent to God. Mm -hmm. And I had to ask God, forgive me. And guess what? He did. 
some of you need to know. After all the mistakes I've made, yeah. all the trials and tribulations, he forgave me. And he washed me up. He cleaned me up. He brought me to wholeness and righteousness because I started studying the word of God, separated myself, came from out of the worldly things, separated myself completely from the worldly things, and, and got, in, got discipled in the word of God. Mm -hmm. Too many of us don't know that my people perish because of lack of knowledge. Yeah. That's why people perish, because they don't know what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. That's why they can't get it. They look at the pastor. The pastor already got the information down, and he's trying to give it to you. He's trying to disciple you. Take the word and take it home for yourself and study it for yourself, and you will be empowered with the knowledge and the wisdom of God's word. Mm -hmm. And guess what, people? It's free. Yeah. Now, Tracy, um, <clears throat> when Daryl left, and you kind of drew that line in the sand, um, did you have any expectation that he was going to come back? Or at that point, were you saying, man, I love this man, but I've, I've got to let him go? Uh, you know, where were you at? What was your mindset when you, were, when you were walking through that? I had just lost my children. I'm living in my parents' basement. And now I'm at this place where I know I have to make a choice. Is it going to be Jesus or is it going to be my earthly desire? Mm -hmm. And I said, Jesus, I'm so done just compromising. Mm -hmm. It finally, the light bulb finally went off in me to where I said, I now want to be sold out for you, not half-stepping in. Yeah. So I said, God, I choose you. And I knew that meant losing Daryl, probably losing him. But I had this revelation with as painful as it was because Jesus never promises us easy. Mm -hmm. So some of you are in a situation right now. I didn't know if he was going to come back or not, but God's plan, when you say yes to him, he always has his best waiting. Whether Daryl Strawberry came back or not, his best was going to be in front of me. So Whether or not I was in fear, I did it afraid. His best is in front of me. Yeah. God says, my ways are best. I'm waiting to give you the greatness in my hand. I'm waiting to receive store you. I'm waiting to give you my best. Let go of your desire. Let go of your own thinking. Let go of your own plan. Yeah. Maybe it's a business decision. If you do it God's way, his best is waiting. His best is waiting. If you're confused, Lord, let me just follow your way because your best is waiting. Yeah. It eliminates confusion. It brings clarity. It brings strength. It brings his best. I finally got it. I finally got it. Lord, regardless of what, to, I don't know what to do with the relationship. I don't know what to do with any of this but I know what to do with you because you have your best in mind for me. I trust you. I'm going to obey you and I'm going to walk through the open door. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> excuse me, your story is unique in some ways because obviously I don't think anybody in here has played Major League Baseball. I might be wrong, but I don't think anybody in here has. Um, but it, it's not unique in that you guys dealt with addiction and you loved someone through addiction. And there's lots of people sitting in this room who have been in that place before, or maybe they're walking through that right now. What would you say to those people that maybe they're personally walking through an addiction or trying to get their life right? Or maybe they love somebody, maybe it's a child or a spouse or somebody they care about that's, that's battling addiction. What would you say to them? Well, if it's someone, the loved one, that you have to let go. Just like, just like my wife, Tracy, just said, she had to let me go because God had to deal with me. And you have to pray. And, and believe. You know, I, I think a, what we did, we, we, we didn't operate in feelings, we operated in faith. Yeah. This is how this relationship is built and strong today because of faith. Because if you operate in feelings, you'll never get there. Mm -hmm. If you operate in faith, God will get you there. Yeah. Because that means you put, you're letting God 
be the leader. You know, you're letting, it's just like Proverbs 3, 5 says that, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, he will direct your path. Mm -hmm. But you gotta trust. Yeah. And you gotta lean. And that's what we had to go through. We had to go through trusting mm -hmm. God. And it didn't feel good. Yeah, it's not gonna feel good. But guess what, baby? You didn't get in this mess overnight. Mm -hmm. God has always right. been sitting high on the throne looking at me and Tracy. That's what I told him. God was sitting high on the throne looking at us. When we were out there in a sinful, crazy way, he was looking at us and he loved us even in a sinful way. Yeah. And it was, wasn't until we came to him and he saved us and he had to restore us. And that's a process. I think you have to walk through the process of being restored by yeah. God. God has to deplete. God has to go in and he has to do surgery inside you and get all that stuff that's in there. He has to clean it out. Yeah. You know, and if you allow him to clean up, he will clean it out. You know, and, and that's what happened to us. Whoever's going through that today, wherever you're at, God has not forgot about you. He will clean everything that he needs to clean out of you. You need to go through the process with God. It's a process that we all have to come and we have to bring it. That's why we come down to the altar, to the cross. You bring it to the cross. Bring your burdens to the cross. You know, because he's already finished it on the cross for you. You bring them there, and you leave them there. Too many, you know what happens, Pastor? Too many of us go back. We take our burdens to the cross, and we go back and pick it up, try to carry it, do it, yeah. do it ourselves. You cannot do it yourself. Jesus already done it. He already fixed it. It's up to you to walk it out and yeah. believe it and trust it. But good. you have to walk it out with help. Yeah. You can't do it on your own. You bring your, your burdens to the cross, and then you find human beings, other human beings that God surrounds around you to help you walk out this thing called life. Mm -hmm. You have to get help. If you're struggling with addiction today, say yes. Say yes to help and hope. And to the people that are around you, we have a treatment center. If you need treatment, strawberryministries.org. Get the help that you need. Um, parents, that's the hardest thing, or someone who's loving someone, let me just meet you right where you're at. Free will is not free in without Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's, you just don't know what's going to happen, because the first thing in your mind, like mine was with Daryl, is they might die out there. Yeah. So to let go and let God, that is such a simple thing to say, but boy, it's such a hard thing to do. Yeah. That's why being around the body of believers is so important, too, to lift you up while you're walking through this journey of faith, because I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's extremely difficult. It's very painful. But standing in Christ and standing in his way and continue to go on with him while you're waiting in the meantime. That's why I'm saying by the book, because it just walks you through every step of this yeah. way, which we don't have time to go through all of the steps. But that's why, God, we wanted to leave a tool with people who are struggling in addiction, angry at God, or you love someone who is, mm -hmm. or your marriage is in the midst of that. Yeah, It's all in the book. Well, these guys, I've met lots of people who had notoriety or some level of fame. And I will tell you, Daryl and Tracy are the real deal. They are fantastic. Uh, they are humble and servants, and they love God. And I appreciate them so much. And, uh, and why don't we give them a round of applause? I'm going to let them leave the stage at this time. So thank you guys so much. God bless you. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, guys. You know, the series we've been in um, this month, the last few weeks um, is, is called This is Love. And what we really try to do is demonstrate the love of God. You know, on Easter Sunday, we talked about the love of God and what that looks like for us as, as individuals. And, and last week, we talked about a little bit what it means to display love to each other. 
Thanks, guys. Got a moving crew. But today I really wanted to display what does that love look like in relationships, husband and wives, and when you're chasing after somebody. One of the things they said in the first service they didn't mention here was that Tracy literally, when they were living in Florida, Daryl would be gone and she would go to crack houses and find him and drag him out. And I just thought, man, what a beautiful picture of God's love for us that is. That when we were at our very worst, God went and rescued us. He went and, and sought us out to find us, to love us, to, to transform us. And one of the things Daryl said early on, I don't know if you caught it, he said, if, if I would have understood my identity in Christ, I would have never gotten into all, these tr all that trouble. I would have never done all those things. He said, I didn't know who I was. And, and the truth is, some of us come in this place and we don't understand who we really are in Christ. We don't understand that we've been bought with a price. In fact, Jesus says in John, he said, greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friend. And then he calls us all his friend. He said, I, I willingly would lay down my life for you. And, and we don't know a love like that. And the only way we can love well, like Tracy said, is to receive the love of Christ. And so this is what I want us to do. I just want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And if you're here today, and you say to me, Mel, I don't know the love of Christ. I'm not in a relationship with Jesus. I need to get my life right, just like Daryl was talking about. I need that in my life. Maybe you're not battling with addiction, but you know what you're dealing with, and you're tired of it, and you want to give it up to Jesus. You want to have a relationship with him. I'm not going to call you forward. I'm not going to ask you to come out. I just want to pray with you where you're at. So if you're here today, and you say, I want to make a decision for Christ. I want to know him. I want to know Jesus, know his love. If that's you, would you just put your hand up and let me pray for you? All over this room. Thank you so much. Yes, I see you over here on my right, down here on the front. Over here on my left, several hands. Awesome. Who else? Is that's me? Pray for me. Thank you. Up in the balcony, I see you. Thank you. Over here on my far left. Thank you, sir. Down here on my left, I see you. Awesome. Who else? Just a few more seconds. You say that's me. Pray for me. I want to know the love of Christ today. I want to be in relationship with him today. Up in the balcony, I'm looking around. Is there anybody in the balcony that says that's me? Pray for me. Thank you. I see you up there. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. This is what I want us to do. I want every person in this place, whether you raised your hand or not, I just want you to repeat this very simple prayer after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me at my worst. You are rescuing me to new life. I turn away from my past, from my habits, from my addictions, and I choose life in you. Thank you for loving me. I'm giving you everything today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we give God a huge round of applause? Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. Now listen, when you choose life, when those of you that raised your hand and said that prayer, when you choose life and choose Jesus, what you're doing is saying, I'm not just going to say a prayer, but I'm choosing to walk differently. I'm choosing to let him change my life. And so we want to help you do that. And if you prayed that prayer, I want you to take the prayer card out of that seat back in front of you. And on the back side of it, it says uh, read salvation and rededication. Fill that out. Let us know what your decision was. Drop it in the offering boxes. We want to follow up with you this week to help you take the next step, to help you know you're not in this thing alone. We want to help you grow in your relationship with Christ. Now, one more thing. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes one more time. And if you're here today and you say, Mel, I'm a Christian. But the truth is I struggle. Um, I'm struggling with addiction. Maybe you have a loved one that's struggling with addiction. Maybe you're here today and you just, you need help in your relationships. Maybe in your marriage and you said, I need God to intercede. Whatever it is, but you just say, I need God's help. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and let me pray for you today? Yeah, a bunch of you, a bunch of you all over the room. 
Let me just pray for you right now. Father, thank you that you are a miracle worker, that you are able to do abundantly more than we ask or imagine. So God, we're asking today in this place that you would break the bonds of addiction here. That Lord, people that are struggling in addiction in this place, God, they would be freed and loosed from it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for those that are in relationship. They love somebody who's dealing with addiction. God, I pray that you would give them your peace, give them your, your presence, God. Let them sense you with them, Father, even when they feel desperation for their loved one. God, I pray that you give them the words to say, give them wisdom, wisdom and insight and how to love that person really well. So God, I pray that you'd bless that situation. God, we pray for marriages in this place that are in difficult places, that are, that are struggling. God, I pray that you'd restore husbands and wives back together, that you would put families back together, God, as we set aside our selfishness, God, and choose to love well and love sacrificially. So Lord, bless marriages, bless relationships, restore families in this place today, and we'll give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now listen, this is what's gonna happen right now. Um, we're gonna go back and sing one more song of worship, and then when we're finished, I'll come back up and close, but while we're singing together, our prayer team's gonna be, gonna be on either side of the stage, and if you need prayer for any reason, maybe something Daryl and Tracy spoke today kind of ministered to your heart, and you wanna talk to somebody about that, you wanna pray with somebody, that's what our prayer team's for. If you're here today and you need physical healing in your body, we believe that our God is a healer, that he's able to do that, so we wanna pray with you. Uh, if you're here today and you're struggling with addiction, come let us know, we wanna pray with you about that. God can break that off of you today. You don't have to go home the same. So we wanna pray with you about whatever your need is. So why don't we stand to our feet all over the room, Let's worship God together one more time. And if you would like us to pray with you, we would be delighted to pray with you right now. So let's worship and, and let's pray together. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To watch this message on video, go to summittogether.com.